Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 29 and episode 30 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. If you can't tell by the time, the timestamp on this video slash audio file, I guess, uh, you can see that it is very long. Uh, And this episode is a special uh, extended episode of Extreme EvoCast. Uh, What's the occasion, you may ask? Uh, It is me (laughs) uh, barring my time very poorly last uh, two weeks ago when I was supposed to record episode 29 of Extreme EvoCast, and I did not have time for it. Um, Normally, I wouldn't have um, done, you know, I wouldn't have done like a special episode. Uh, Mostly, it's for myself, um, for ease for myself, so I can kind of keep things on schedule, uh, because, you know, like every 24 episodes, or every 25 episodes, give or take, is the year, and then, you know, there's, I have, I have certain scheduling things going on, I've kind of planned things ahead, uh, in terms of which episode is going to be on which date, and stuff like that, um, so sort of calling this one episode, like, at the end of the day, uh, when this episode comes out, I want the next one to be episode 31, just because that is the schedule that I have planned for myself. And uh, as a apology, uh, a part, partly an apology, not that I don't think anyone was super expecting an apology, um, as a more of an apology for myself and sort of a reminder that I need to bide my time a little bit better uh, when it comes to planning, uh, this is going to be a special episode where it's actually two episodes in one. Uh, this episode is going to cover quite a few things, actually. Um, three main big things, uh, you know, kind of on par with, with with what two episodes of EvoCast would be. Normally, we cover one big thing and then, like, kind of a big thing. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so, three big things, which, uh, if you can't tell by the title, is... Uh, first, we're going to do a uh, discussion on... Or we're, I'm going to talk. I'm going to do type review, type review episode four, or part four, I suppose. Uh, and then I'm going to take a take a second and talk about uh, Twilight Wings episode four. Wow, how uh, how topical! And then uh, we're going to be talking about the fifth. It should have been the fourth. I'm sorry. <laughs> I realize now that that would have been really cool if I was doing four, four, and four. Uh, the fifth Pokemon movie, Pokemon Heroes. Uh, which I promised to do like three episodes ago and have not done yet. So today's the day I actually just finished watching the movie. Uh, and boy, howdy, do I have a lot of things to say about it. So yeah, this episode is a special extended episode, like I said. Uh, more so as an apology for you and also as a, not like a punishment. You know, I don't want to be like, oh my god, Lily, you didn't do an episode last week or last time. You have to do two of them now. Like, that's not how I discipline myself. I just figured it would be best if I did something like this, and I have the time. Well, I say I have the time, but I should be working on finals and stuff. But, you know, an extra two hours, or an extra hour, you know, a two hour, or however long this episode is going to be, as opposed to an hour and 15 minutes is not a problem for me. That, like, you know, it's not going to put a put a, put a, de- a, a dent in my, you know, my finals and stuff. But it is around finals time, which is why um, things have been a little hectic for me recently. Um, you know, I have finals coming up, things are going to be finishing up, the finals are going to be finishing up way before next episode is released, so you don't have to worry about that getting in the way. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into it here. 
uh, before I do, <laughs> very quickly, I would like to say that uh, I am building a computer. Uh, right now, I'm using my crappy... Not crappy. It's not crappy. I paid like almost $1,000 for it. It's definitely not crappy, but recently it's been crappy. Uh, a laptop. My, my, my laptop. Um, you know, it has all the right specs. It's it's fine. It lets me play games, obviously. It's let me stream and edit videos up until now. Um, but recently, it has been freezing, crashing, all the sorts, and I'm tired of it. And I want to uh, just get a new thing. And I convinced um, myself and also my parents to, uh, I know, it sounds like, like I'm 20 years old and I'm like, oh, my parents let me get a computer. <laughs> That's not the case. I was going to do it anyway. Uh, but you know, they sort of, it, with their aid, um, I was able to convince them and myself to let me, uh, spend the money to invest in a new computer, uh, for school, you know, in big air quotes for school. Um, so it's not really going to change anything for this podcast. Uh, but you know, if you're sort of, uh, following me and stuff and, you know, you follow my streams and my YouTube videos and stuff, I did also want to say on this platform as well, just as sort of a reminder and sort of, I think to get people excited that the quality of those are hopefully going to change, um, drastically with this new computer. I spent about $1,800 on it. Uh, and I've gotten the beefiest setup. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Um, like I said, I mean, a better computer isn't really going to change the quality of this podcast. Uh, it's not like I can really do anything better than I already can. I mean, I have my good, I have my microphone. I have, you know, I can like, oh, wow. Maybe I can edit an EvoCast video fa- a little bit faster. You know, like my computer can handle the, the drastic amount of, of, uh, you know, of tension that it, that it puts on my computer with putting, slapping this audio file over the picture and putting a little music in the beginning at the end. Wowie wow. There it is. Uh, but yes, anyway, that's happening and I'm very excited about it. I, I kind of just wanted to share. I haven't really had a chance to share with anybody, but it's already been six minutes and I haven't talked a single thing about Pokemon. So we're getting into it here. Um, I promise in just a second. Uh, but like I said, that's something to be excited about and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Anyway, Uh, Let's get on with it. This episode, like I said, is going to be sort of in, I say four parts, but I want to give sort of, because this is such a long episode and because this is going to be a little bit unorthodox uh, to what I normally do, um, I want to sort of give timestamps. Um, to allow people who maybe, I know this is like a it, sort of just cramming two episodes in one isn't really that great in terms of, you know, uh, you know, the, the sort of chill laid back thing we have with EvoCast here. I do have to kind of bide my time pretty well and, and, and maybe rush a few things, unfortunately. Um, but for the people who maybe aren't so interested, you know, like I, I do a lot of sort of different things on this podcast. You know, some people might not like listening to type review. Some people might not like listening to me talking about a, a Pokemon movie for an hour. Um, and normally you could just skip an episode or just like listen to the news in the beginning and then not listen to the end, the rest of it. Um, you know, I usually give a disclaimer and stuff, but because this is such a long episode and I'm going to be covering so many things, I'd like to give a little bit of a, of, of timestamps. Obviously, I can't do timestamps because I don't know, um, I don't know what, when I'm going to be talking about things when I do. I could add them in post, um, but I am just going to say, sort of, first, we're going to do the news, very, you know, as we do in every episode of EvoCast, nothing new there, uh, and then I'm going to be doing, uh, random Pokemon of the week. It's a little, a little early. Uh, and then I'm going to be doing type review and then talking about, uh, Twilight Wings episode four. 
And then I'm going to do Move Tutor. Sorry to spoil the segments, but it's the ones I do every single week. Uh, every episode, I mean. And then after that, after Move Tutor is done, pretty much after that quote-unquote episode of EvoCats is done, uh, I'm going to talk about the movie. Um, I'm not doing you know more than one type review or um move tutor this episode this could be a single one i'm counting it as just one episode i'm not doing like a double up like literally a double up i'm not just recording one episode after the other i'm sort of compiling them together into one you know sort of a mishmash uh so if you're not interested in listening to the to the not review to the you know the discussion about the fifth pokemon movie uh you can just listen until the end of move tutor like you would any evocast episode and then continue on in your day whatever you want to do uh or if you if you don't want to hear me talk about twilight wings if you're waiting to watch them yourself or whatever the situation may be you can skip to the end and listen to the review anyway God, nine minutes in and I haven't talked, I haven't even started yet. Let's just do it. So, on the news, we're of course going to talk about Pokemon Go. I'm sorry. I know. I talk about Pokemon Go so much. <laughs> but it's topical. It's, it's you know, one of the biggest games right now. Um, so, uh, there are things going on with, uh, in April, most of the time, most of the things I've missed because obviously I'm, I pretty much have not talked or have not been updated on anything that's happened this month, unfortunately, due to, because I literally, I released an episode on the first, and it's like two days away from being the the end of the month, April. April's been a quiet month for EvoCast, uh, unfortunately, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, but we have quite a few things to talk about, which is the good thing about that. I missed a lot of news, which means I get to talk about quite a, uh, quite a few things. Uh, there was a s- sort of like a Pokemon Go spotlight thing going on, uh, and yeah, I mean... We would have heard about this, but um, have announced some changes to the spotlight hour combining the Pokemon bonus and the mystery bonus hour. Wow. From 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time on each Tuesday, a specific Pokemon will have an increased spawns and a special bonus. Uh, and actually, now that I think about this, I'm actually, I, I didn't read that beforehand and I thought it was like an all day thing or until like the end of the month. But no, today is Tuesday and it's it's going to be done by the time we're done. But I guess we can talk about what did happen. Uh, April 7th was Purloin. April 14th was Magnemite. April 21st was Wobbuffet. And April 28th, which is today, was Pidgey. Uh, so if you're listening to this, you missed it. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, interesting Pokemon. Purloin, Magnemite, Wobbuffet, and Pidgey, of all things. I was going to, you know, I was going to sort of crack a, you know, a quick joke about how, like, Pidgey of all Pokemon. But I guess I can't now because it's done. <laughs> Anyway, um, there was also an event. That's going to be a common thing you hear. There was, sorry, I missed it. Uh, there was a event where, uh, for Easter, where you could get like a floral hat Pikachu, you could get Togepi themed outfits, and you could find shiny Execute. Pretty much. It was just like an Easter event, stuff like that. Um, I missed the floral hat Pikachu, which I'm sad because I'm trying to get every Pikachu, but I have not had time to play Pokemon Go at all. It sucks. Quarantine sucks. I haven't had time to go out and play Pokemon Go. Um, the, there is a new thing called the Pokemon Go Battle League Leaderboards, uh, which are a sort of leaderboard, um, where they rank the top 500 trainers in the world. Uh, I'm going to read this term, Smogon. Not Smogon. What am I talking about? Smogon. Cerebi. What am I talking about? Niantic have announced a new feature launching tomorrow. Go Battle League leaderboards. This will show... Not tomorrow. This is way before. This is like on the 4th. 
This will show the top 500 trainers in the world, their names, teams, ranks, ratings, and matches. They are cataloged for the previous day's battles from rank 7 and higher. It is updated between 20 and 22 UTC each day. In addition to that, a go battle day will... Yeah, whatever, this is already passed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the leaderboards uh, are a thing now, which is interesting, giving a little bit of extra, you know, competition, like official competition, or from Niantic, uh, to the Pokemon Go battle system, which does anyone really use? I don't. I know that for sure. I haven't heard anyone talk about it, but I don't know. There might be a, a community of people who, who really are hard on battling in, uh, in Pokemon Go. I mean, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it past this community and good for them. Uh, another thing that is past, uh, we're looking in the past here. I apologize. Uh, Abra Community Day. You know, I'm not going to do like a whole Reviewity Day segment for this. I didn't have, obviously I didn't have time to do it. And also, uh, I was, so I was sort of talking about this, uh, before during my coronavirus, um, thing uh happening with uh pokemon go and what they're doing to to help it and stuff and i talked about how they how they um you know they um delayed the abra community day uh but it it happened on april 25th uh which is three days ago so it happened this weekend uh like i said i didn't have a chance to do it i hope anyone who did got their shiny abras and yeah, I wonder what the next one is going to be. We currently don't know, I think. I don't actually, sh I'm not sure. I can check. I'm gonna, Actually, I'm going to check. I doubt it, actually, because it's only been three days since we've done it. Or since it's happened. Yeah, it still says Abra. That's fine. So we don't know yet, and obviously, uh, as soon as I know, I will update you on that. Next, uh, there's a few more Pokecoin boxes, like or like one Pokecoin boxes. There's like Ultra Ball one now there's like you you know you get like incenses and stuff they're adding a bunch of them you can just go onto pokemon go and check i'm not going to list everything off of you they're literally one pokecoin if you don't have one pokecoin i'm sorry use a dollar and buy you know whatever 50 pokecoins or whatever it is you get free stuff essentially it's almost it's almost free it's essentially free uh, so yeah, stuff like that. Uh, and I also do want to say a little bit of a disclaimer that there's a lot of news that I missed. Um, quite a few things, actually. And I know this is an extended episode, but I didn't want to spend forever on the news because who wants to listen to that? Um, so there's a few things like there's, uh, there's like a ticketed, um, special research for Pokemon Go. There's some new trading card game stuff that I would love to talk about, but I cut from this script, I guess, quote unquote, uh, you know, the planner for, for this episode, just because I didn't want to dull your time. I didn't want to talk about the news for half an hour. That would have taken so long uh, and would have been really boring. <laughs> I know, like I said, I know this this is an extended episode, but that doesn't mean that I just draw out everything and make it really boring for you. Uh, so hopefully, you know, either you can either say thank you or screw you. Uh, if you really want to hear about this stuff, you or if you really want to look at this stuff, it's all on Cerebi.com, Cerebi.net. Apologies, uh, where you can look at the news for April if you really want to see everything that's happened. I sort of just like to, to hit on things that I think are important and that I want to talk about. Anyway, uh, speaking of the whole corona situation, I was a little hesitant to uh, mention the coronavirus there because I, I don't know if you noticed I paused after I said coronavirus because I've noticed some things where you can get demonetized on YouTube uh, for saying the word coronavirus. And I was like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have said that. Like I was I actually considered stopping the podcast and going and like erasing that and redoing that that take or that part. 
but I remember that I don't even get monetization from YouTube anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, uh, like I said about the whole coronavirus situation um, and how they were planning on doing things um, for for Pokemon Go, you know, to sort of remedy the quarantine that's going on right now, and they have. Um, first of all, there has been some new updates that came, one of which uh, allows your buddy Pokemon to go out to uh, Pokestops and get items for you. Uh, let's see where that is, if I can find the post. Um... Here it is. Niantic have now implemented another new feature into Pokemon Go. Now, your buddy Pokemon will often bring you various gifts from Pokestops and gyms without the need for you to collect them at the Pokestops themselves, and so you can send gifts to friends without having to leave the house. Yep. That's it. <laughs> it's cool. It's a good remedy. I'm glad they did it. Uh, also, there's a there, there was an update that they added a bunch of new sort of quality of life things. Um... The capability of stacking the effects of multiple star piece, lucky eggs, and incense at once is now live. With this, you have the ability to stack up to 24 hours of boost at one time. So you could set up six star pieces for a three hour slot and so forth. That is amazing. And I'm very, very happy that they did that. Uh, another big thing going on, a special remote raid pass box is now live for Pokemon Go for one Pokecoin, giving three remote raid passes. You can also buy one remote raid pass for 100 coins or three for 250. You can only hold three re remote raid passes at a time. That is a, that is a tongue twister and a half. With this, remote raids are now possible for level 40 players. Players can, ra can raid any raid on their nearby, even if not buy it, and they can raid at any gym for a distance that they have Pokemon in. It'll be rolled out to lower level players as time passes, which is really, really good. Again, remedying situations with the whole quarantine. I'm glad they're doing this. This makes me want to play Pokemon Go. I'm, I actually want to like play, I don't even know where my phone is, but I want to play Pokemon Go now. I'm going to stop this podcast right now and play Pokemon Go. Just kidding. I would never do that. I love you guys too much. Um, <laughs> they're also doing uh, a sort of like photo shoot event. If you remember, I kind of talked about that um, a while ago. They were doing photo shoot events um, for, I forget what it was exactly, but they're doing uh, big ones now. Um, Niantic have announced the next Pokemon Go events for the coming weeks. These are throwback challenges, and this is like today news, so we're up to date now. This is new stuff. The, these are the throwback challenges and will run each week globally. Throwback Challenge Kanto runs from May 1st to May 8th and features special timed research, which ends with Mewtwo with Psystrike. Oh, that is so good. Spe timed research. Oh, with Mewtwo. Oh, you don't know how happy I am to hear that. Mewtwo is like the one Pokemon from Can the Kanto Pokedex that I do not have. <laughs> and I'm very, very excited about that. I need a Mewtwo. It's like, I'm pretty sure I have like one other Pokemon. I think it's a like a Kangaskhan or a Farfetch'd, one of like the Australia exclusive Pokemon that I haven't been able to get yet. And Mewtwo, the only two Kanto Pokemon that I don't have. So that is, I'm going to be doing that, you betcha. Uh, the Throwback Johto Challenge runs from May 8th to May 15th and features special timed research, with en which ends with Ho-Oh and has a shiny Gyarados encounter. Ooh, look at that. 
Pokemon in the wild. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, the Kanto Pokemon in the wild, such as Venonat, Machop, Onix, Lickitung, Tangela, Scyther, Pinsir, Lapras, and Eevee, and seven KM, KM eggs. Pikachu wearing Charizard hats will also run around. Shiny Venonat will appear. Cool. Wow, okay, so it seems like, wow, this is really big, actually. Um, so for the Johto, Pikachu wearing Umbreon hats will appear. Shiny Dunsparce will appear in the game. Um, and Chinchou, Yanma, Girafferig, Pineco, Dunsparce, Gligar, Shuckle, Skarmory, and Fampy. That's a lot. I'm not going to read all these. Uh, but good chance to get some rare Pokemon. If you want to see some of the rare Pokemon that you can get, you can obviously look on Cerebi. Uh, there's Hoenn. Which runs from May 15th to May 22nd and features special times research, research with ends with Groudon. Um, Shiny Skitty will be in the game and Rayquaza Pikachu <laughs> hats. And finally, Sinnoh. No Unova, I guess. Uh, Shiny Glammeow will be in the game. It ends with Cresselia and Pikachu wearing Lucario hats um, will happen. Oh, there's one more. And finally... Is there a... Wait, is there a... Hold on. If you complete all four time research, you'll get the champion special research. This will also contain special research to earn five rare candies, Galarian Meowth, Galarian Stunfisk, and Genesect. Oh my god. Okay, never mind. Plus, it has a special tie-in event, the Throwback Challenge Champion Tie-In from June 3rd. Hey, that's my birthday. From June to through June 8th. It adds Galarian Stunfisk into the wild and Galarian Meowth, Galarian Zigzagoon, Galarian Dyromaka, and Galarian Stunfisk, with Meowth, Zigzagoon, and Dyromaka able to evolve. Unova Pokemon will also be in the wild. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm very excited about that, actually. I'm going to take part in those because I really, really want these Galarian Pokemon, and I really want that Mewtwo. I'm going to try my hardest if I can remember to do all these special researches. Oh, that's really exciting. I'm super excited about that. I know I've talked about this for a while now, but that's really exciting. I hope you guys are too. Anyway, uh, let's, that's it for the Pokemon Go stuff for right now. Let's talk about some more random Pokemon stuff. Uh, the movie Coco, Pokemon the movie Coco has been delayed beyond the planned April 20, uh, April 17th date, which sucks. Uh, it says it is going to be released on July 10th, which is exciting. Of course, when that when that movie comes out, I will talk about it. I'm very, very excited to talk about that movie. Um, yeah, Coco is being delayed until July 10th, pretty much, maybe. I mean, it's not set in stone, but that's what they're thinking. On topic with Zerud, um, he has a new move. And this is big, folks, ladies and gentlemen. The newest, the latest news for Pokemon Sword and Shield has been released. This news is one of the moves Zerud can learn. If you raise it to a certain level, it will get new Grass-type move called Jungle Healing. This move restores HP for both Zerud and any allied Pokemon and also removes status conditions. And the reason why I didn't say the level is because this is big. I am almost certain, almost, <laughs> I don't know, I could be wrong, that this move is the highest level that any Pokemon learns a new move level 90 i actually don't know if that let me let me look it up let me see if this is like a thing that people have been asking oh no really oh i'm wrong 
Oh, wow. Okay, no, I'm completely wrong. Salamence learns Double Edge at level 93. There's a lot of Pokemon, a lot of legendary Pokemon that learn moves at level 100. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was wrong. Don't, don't listen to me. I didn't know that. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the EvoCast girl. I should know that. I'm surprised I didn't know that. I guess it makes sense. Like, Arceus learns Judgment at level 100, stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, level 90, now, now the, okay, I gotta take that back. Level 90 is kind of not, not really that special, if you think about it, with all these legendaries learning moves at level 100, and Salamence of all Pokemon learning a move higher than a mythical. I mean, hey. You know, it's nothing to sneeze at, but now that I now that I now that I've I've looked up this this information, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> there is a new TCG thing uh, happening. The Pokemon Company have officially revealed the next expansion set for the Pokemon Sword and Shield TCG. This subset, Explosive Walker, is being released on April 24th. Oh, that's recently. Has it been out? Let me look it up. Pokemon TCG Explosive Walker. Is it up? Is it out? Oh, it is. It is out. Oh, cool. Okay. So, yeah, that's out now. Uh, it features a variety of further Galar Pokemon. Blah, blah, blah. So, cool. The Japanese Championship League uh, has been canceled for 2020. I figured I'd mention that. Uh, I know a lot of stuff is being canceled, but um, that was like one of the biggest things that I could see that are being canceled. It's, yeah, I mean, the Pokemon Company have put out their Japanese and Korean notices about the cancellation of the Pokemon World Championship this year. With this, the Korean League Championships have also been canceled. However, the Pokemon Company has stated that Japan is still set to run in the Japan Championships, set to run June 28th to 28th. Oh, okay. So it's not being, it's not being canceled. It's being postponed until june 27th the final decision on if it will run will come by mid-may okay so it's canceled for now and it, it might be getting it might be going later depends on the whole corona situation who knows there's a lot of who knows is uh, in this in you know coming up and it's a scary time i don't judge them or i don't blame them and finally for our news for today uh, the name of the English release of the uh, the new Sword and Shield anime has been released. Uh, Pokemon Journeys, it's called. And with a big announcement, it's being released on Netflix. Is it is it a Netflix exclusive? Let me find it. I sort of just skimmed it. Pokemon Journeys, Pokemon Journeys. Where is this? It was pretty recently. I apologize. I can't find it. <laughs> ah, here we go. Okay. It has been confirmed that the new anime series will be called Pokemon Journeys and will air exclusively on Netflix in the U.S. starting on June 2012. The show focuses on Ash and a new trainer named Go who will f who become fellow res research f what who become research fellows for Pokemon Cerise. What? New episodes of Pokemon Journeys will be added to Netflix in the U.S. every quarter of the year. That's cool. So, an exclusive Netflix Pokemon series. That's crazy to me. For I don't know why that's so crazy to me. Like, the, the, I never thought that the Pokemon anime would be coming out on, on Netflix. I might actually watch it then, if I'm being honest. I'm not sure. I have sort of a... Of a, of a a bittersweet relationship with the anime. I've talked about it before. I don't really like it that much. 
Uh, but maybe. I'll give it a try. We'll see. Uh, and if I do, then maybe you could start to expect uh, some weekly updates on the episodes and stuff like that. Or, you know, sort of talk about an episode every 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 uh, every episode. I think that would be fun. Uh, if I enjoy it is the problem. Because only, I only really want to do it if I like it. And I can't promise that I like it. I know I could watch it now, but I'll, I'll wait until it comes out on Netflix. I think that will motivate me a little bit more to watch it. Anyway... That is going to do it for the news for today. Let's go on to our first segment of today's episode. Our first of two. Um, of course, the segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode. Random Pokemon of the week. And this time on the chopping block is Vulpix, the fox Pokemon, number 37. Uh, and you know, I never actually decided this beforehand, and I'm deciding right now that uh, Alolan Pokemon will be separate. <laughs> I will talk about Alolan Vulpix, or I'll talk about Alolan Pokemon as separate Pokemon uh, on Random Pokemon of the Week, at least, just to minus the workload for myself a little bit uh, and also to make it a little more simpler. I, I consider them as separate Pokemon, quote-unquote. I know, very, 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 very big air quotes there, uh, even though they are not, unless unless there's not a huge difference between them. Um, then I, maybe not, maybe like Galarian, maybe like, you know, Stunfisk and Galarian Stunfisk, I'll talk about them in the same episode, but I think with such a difference, uh, that Vulpix and Alolan Vulpix and also Ninetales and Alolan Ninetales have, I think it makes sense for me to talk about them separately. So, um, Vulpix evolves into Ninetales when exposed to a Firestone. It is a Fire-type Pokemon introduced in Generation 1. Um, it has Flash, Fire, and Drought as its hidden ability. It has a 25% male ratio. 25% male, 75% female ratio. It is 2 feet tall, or 0.6 meters, and 21.8 pounds, or 9.9 kilograms. You know, Vulpix is such a, such a staple Pokemon. It's one of, it's a very, um, well-known Honestly, uh, I really, really do like Vulpix a lot. Vulpix has always been one of my favorite Pokemon. Um, of course, I'm a lover of foxes, so Vulpix, of course. You know, it's not my favorite favorite, but I, it is certainly one of my favorite Gen 1 Pokemon. Um, it's so cute. Like, how can you not like Vulpix? And I was extremely excited when they announced Alolan Vulpix. Oh, my lord. Ice is my favorite type, and Vulpix is, like, one of my favorite Pokemon how can I not be excited? Uh, but yeah, I mean, Vulpix is good. Vulpix is, is, you know, it's, it's a stable. It's been there since the beginning. Uh, I really like it in, you know, the anime, stuff like that. The anime that I did watch, um, I very much like Vulpix. You know, it's got that, it's got that root in, uh, in, in Japanese folklore. Uh, it's just a very solid Pokemon. <laughs> Ninetales is a little bit more rooted in that folklore than Vulpix is. Vulpix is just kind of, you know, a nine-tailed fox, uh, or not Ninetales, um, six, six tails. Uh, which is, you know, obviously it has its own sort of um, stuff in history, but, you know, I'll talk about that when I talk about Ninetales. Anyway, uh, Vulpix, 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 um, both regular Vulpix and Alolan Vulpix appear as a Pokemon summoned from the Pokeball in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. <laughs> they attack using Ember and Frost Breath, respectively, with the former burning... Opposing fighters with pillars of fire. We talked a little bit about Vulpix in our Smash Bros. Part 2 episode. Um, let's look at Pokedex entries for Vulpix. Ooh. Red and blue. At the time of birth, it has just one tail. 
The tail splits from its tip as it grows older. Wow, I didn't know that. Both its fur and its tails are beautiful. That is that is um, subjective. Excuse me. No, I'm kidding. How could how could you not think the Vulpix is beautiful? As it grows, its tail splits to form more tails. And in stadium, a single white-colored tail splits into six beautiful tails. As it grows older, it grows even more. Um, gold and silver seem to be a lot of the same, though most of the... <laughs> the gold and silver uh, Pokedex entries are like pretty much exactly the same, except for most. A lot of them add "it is quite warm and cuddly" <laughs> at the end of them, which I very much appreciate. That that's very cute. Um, at this time of at the time of its birth, Vulpix only has one white tail. The tail separates into six, and this Pokemon re- receives plenty of love from its trainer. What if it's from? What if it's in the wild? Ooh, here's a new thing from Pokemon Sapphire. Inside Vulpix's body burns a flame that never goes out. During the daytime, when the temperature rises, this Pokemon releases flames from its mouth to prevent its body from growing too hot. Wow. Oh, and in Emerald, it can freely control fire, making fiery orbs fly like will-o'-the-wisps. Just before evolution, its six tails grow hot as if on fire. Very, very nice. A lot of them are pretty much the same, so I'm not going to go into them. <laughs> I think that's enough. I think we got the gist of what Vulpix is all about. You know, it's got six tails. Burns really hot. It's warm and cuddly, as Gold and Silver was so nice to uh, remind us. Thank you. Very, very nice. Um, I guess we can look at its um, Mystery Dungeon entry, something that I u- sometimes forget to do, but being a... Um, being from, you know, having it and be a Red Rescue team, is it's it actually has them, which I love looking at these. These are, like, my favorite, which is why I'm always really happy when we have a a uh, random Pokemon of the week that was in Red Rescue team and Blue Rescue team because I love these quotes so much. They're always so filled with personality for each of the Pokemon. I love them so much. Like Vulpix, for example. I'm little, but I have six tails. So cute. <laughs> my health is way down to half... I'm exhausted. Even my tails are tuckered out. And then my favorite, the level up. Leveled up. Yippee. That's it. (laughs) She's just real excited about that. Just leveled up. Yippee. So not going to talk about Vulpix for too much longer. uh, But we are going to go into the trivia a little bit. The beta Pokemon names in red and blue. I don't know what that, what is that like? What is that, like, voice thing I'm doing? The beta, like, (laughs) I'm not like a newscaster. The beta Pokemon names in red and blue listed Vulpix as Foxfire. Ooh. Vulpix can be seen as a parallel to Growlithe. Yeah, we know that. (laughs) Both are Generation 1 Pokemon that evolve via Firestone. Vulpix is exclusive to green. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, the whole point of them. That was, like, the whole thing. Alolan Vulpix can be seen as a parallel to Alolan Sandshrew. No kidding. <laughs> uh, Vulpix is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 299. They really couldn't have given Vulpix that one last little point to make it a, a clean, slick 300. I'm disappointed. Vulpix and Ninetales share their category with the Fennekin Evolutionary Line, Nicket, and Thievul. Can you guess what they are? Can you guess what 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 species of Pokemon they are that share it with Fennekin, Nicket, and Thievul? They're the fox Pokemon. 
Vulpix has the lowest base HP of all Fire-type Pokemon. And Alolan Vulpix is the only regional form with a specific name? Keo-Keo. K-E-O-K-E-O. Where, where does that come from? They're just pulling that out of their butt? I want to know where that's from. There's no, like, footnote or anything. There's no reference or, like, external links. That's really interesting. I would like to know where that comes from. Honestly, that's really interesting. I didn't know. I, I've never heard of that before. That's really, really cool. Kiyo Kiyo. I mean, obviously, it's just a lore thing. If it was, like, a thing in the game, we would have known about it by now. But that's pretty cool. Vulpix is based on a red fox and also the kitsune of Japanese legend, which have many tales that can breathe fire. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Vulpix is shiny form. Ooh, okay. So, here is a situation where I think there's going to be some split numbers. There's going to be some averaging going on here. Gold... Fittingly, and Silver, Generation 2, man, like, all of them, all of them, all of the, the 2D sprites for Vulpix from Gen 2 all the way to Black and White, Shiny Vulpix is golden, like, and I mean shimmering gold, bright yellow, beautiful orange, so good. So good that I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. I don't hand those out normally. I don't hand those out very much. 9 out of 10. It's so good. I love it. I also really like how in Diamond and Pearl and Platinum, Vulpix's sprite, she's showing off a little bit there. She's, you know, she's like running away. She's lifting her tails, showing her booty for us. I don't like that, but I appreciate it. But yeah, okay. D don't mind that. The golden, the the beautiful, crisp goldenness of this Vulpix is so enamoring to me. I have to give it a nine. But the oh my god, the rusted, bronzed over, shiny Vulpix in the 3D games is just sad. <laughs> It's so bad. Why do they give the 3D shinies so... Why do they make them so different? Seriously. Look. Go to the Vulpix Bulbapedia page right now. And look at the differences between these two shiny forms. They are. They look like they're not even the same shiny form. I'm so disappointed. I'm so mad. I got mad about this before and I'm so mad. Why? It's so bad. It is so bad. I don't I don't even know where to start with this. I don't even know what to give this sprite. I don't want to give it too low because I want Vulpix's rating to be high because I genuinely really enjoy the, the shiny form of this Pokemon, but they screwed it up. They screwed it up big time. In the 3D games. I don't understand why they thought this was a good idea. I really don't. It's it's so bad. Alright, I'm going to do... I'm going to say 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10 for the 3D games. And a 9 out of 10 for the... For the, the everything else. Literally everything else. So you know what? Because the 3D games are lesser. 
I'm going to say this is an 8. An 8 out of 10. Vulpix overall gets an 8 out of 10. The 3D games gets a 6 out of 10, but they're less prominent. They've been around for, le- you know, they've been around for a lot less time. There's only been, what? Actually, this, there's been more than, uh, there has actually been more. Than, no, there has not been more. There's definitely not been more. It's close, but I think that it's, 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 it's enough of an impact where it, it's, it's an 8. It's an 8. The 3D games are a 6. Everything else is a, is a 9. And I'm giving it an 8. I'm giving Vulpix an 8 overall for this for this design. It's it's not bad. They just really, really screwed up <laughs> in the 3D games. I cannot stress that enough. And it makes me just kind of sad. Anyway. Let's move on uh, very quickly to uh, Smogon, real quick, uh, where, of course, we have, oh, my internet just went out. Okay, uh, my internet has gone down. So, what I uh, so <laughs> what I was going to do was refresh the page and look at the earl- earlier movesets, because I don't actually have, um, Sun and Moon did not actually have any Little Cup sets, uh, for Vulpix, and I cannot check to see if any of them have before, because my internet just went out. So instead, we're just going to go over what, what I have to me right now. <laughs> this isn't going to affect the rest of the episode, I promise. It's literally just this. Uh, so, Vulpix. Vulpix, of course, like I said, has the abilities Drought and Flash Fire. Uh, it has an HP of 38 an attack of 41, a defense of 40, a special attack of 50, a special defense of 65, and a speed of 65. They could have avoided making making Vulpix have a stat total of 299. They did it in the weirdest way possible. Why does it have a 38 HP and an attack of 41? What is that? Why? <laughs> they could have literally just made it a 40 attack and a and a 40 HP, and it would have been a clean 300. Why does it have a 38 and 41? That is the weirdest thing to me. And uh, it doesn't have any tier, at least in the Sun and Moon rule set. And uh, yeah, so I'm not going to talk about it. Because honestly, at the end of the day, I don't really think anyone cares. <laughs> I love you, Vulpix. I'm sorry. But like, one, it's Little Cup. And two, you know, it's not that big of a deal. All right, this episode has been quite long already, and that is okay. That is perfectly fine. Uh, next, we are going to moving on. We are going to moving on. I'm 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 going with that to type review episode four, uh, and this episode of type review is going to be the normal type. You know, uh, the normal type for a not so normal episode of EvoCast. Let's do it. It's been a while since I've done a uh, type review, so I'm a little rusty, unfortunately. Good thing we're not doing steel type this time. I'm here all week. Uh, Normal type is one of the 18 types. Prior to changes in Generation 4, all damaging normal type moves were physical, and they now may be special depending on the move. So yeah, in in the physical special split, um, normal type moves were all physical, and now they may be special. Um... The statistical averages for normal type 
is 404. For overall and fully evolved is 479. So yes, of course, um, normal is, uh, it's normal. <laughs> uh, you're going to be hearing that a lot. It's, it's very average. It has nothing that is good against it. Or, sorry. It has, uh, it has nothing that's good against, uh, but nothing is, uh, nothing does, not, nothing is not very effective against it. Um, it is, it is not very effective against rock type, and it is not affected, not effective against ghost type. And steel type, sorry. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> when attacking, it is, it is not very effective against rock and steel. And it does not affect ghost. When being attacked, it is, um, it is weak to fighting, and it uh, is not affected by ghost. There we go. Uh, normal type is tied with electric type for the fewest defensive weaknesses, but with no resistances and one immunity. It is also tied with ice as the least resistant type. Many normal type Pokemon with a second type mitigate their weakness with the second type, as if with flying, the type most commonly paired with normal, leaving them with only one weakness of their secondary type. Normal type Pokemon, on average, have the lowest defense and special defense of all Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, normal types aren't known for being super defensive. Then again, they're not known for being really good at anything. The normal type is the only type that is not super effective against any other type. The combination of normal and gr ground type moves provide good neutral coverage with only five type combinations resisting both because ground covers both of the types that resist normal. Their inability to hit ghost type Pokemon can be nullified by using Foresight, Odor Sleuth, or by Pokemon with the ability Scrappy. In these cases, it will, be, it will provide unresisted coverage when paired with fighting type moves, excluding Pokemon with Wonder Guard. On average, fully evolved Pokemon with normal type have the lowest base special attack of all types. Wow, that's... There's a lot of Pokemon... There's a lot of lows on this. You'd think it would be completely average, but... It's pretty bad. I mean, oh, normal type has always been pretty bad. <laughs> like, it's it's not bad. It's just got... It just doesn't have anything going for it. You know what I mean? Uh, so let's let's look at a few of the um, of the trivia first, just to keep things a little interesting, and and then we will go and look at um, the all of the moves and Pokemon. We have quite a lot to go through. I apologize for this. This is going to be a very uh, extensive uh, type review episode. Not not super bad. There's not that many normal type Pokemon. Just wait till we get to Water type. Oh my lord! Uh, so it, it, there's a lot of moves. Uh, there's not really that many Pokemon. So, normal type, uh, generation 1 introduced the most normal type Pokemon of any generation, with 24, counting Clefairy and Clefable, which had their type changed from generation for generation 6 and onward. Generation 8 introduced the fewest normal type Pokemon, with 6. Generation 1 introduced the most normal type moves of any generation, with 78 Counting Gust, Karate Chop, Bite, and Sand Attack, which had their type changed from Generation 2 onward. Generation 5, or no, sorry, Generation 6, uh, introduced the fewest normal type moves with 8. With 187 normal type moves, 
This type has the most moves available. Wow! The normal type has the fewest non-neutral type relations with only four. Ghost and normal are the only case of two types being immune against each other. A, theoretically, a theoretical dual-typed ghost normal Pokemon would therefore be the only case where a Pokemon is immune to both of its own types without being able to rely on ability. No Pokemon gains the normal type upon evolving. It shares this distinction with the bug type. That's really interesting. I actually didn't know that was the thing. Prior to Generation 4, all dual-typed normal Pokemon were normal flying, except for Girafferig. Why is that so funny? Girafferig was the odd one out. Uh, Generation 6 added the most new type combinations for normal. The most dual-typed normal Pokemon, if Pokemon retyped as normal fairy, are counted. The first dual-type Pokemon with normal as a secondary type, and the fewest normal... Wow, hold on. This is a lot. And the fewest normal flying type Pokemon with only one of any generation that introduced Pokemon with a type combination. Generation 8 did not introduce any. Uh, if you understood that, bravo to you because I did not. Normal has the highest number of unused type combinations. With 6, it has not been paired with Bug, Ghost, Ice, Poison, Rock, or Steel. Really? Wow. That's crazy. Normal is the only type to have ever lost Pokemon. <laughs> Having lost Clefairy, Clefable, Cleffa, Togepi, Togetic, Snubble, Granbull, and Togekiss when the fairy type was introduced in Generation 4, uh, Generation 6. That's so funny. Additionally, it is the only type to have the same number of Pokemon in two consecutive generations. Wow. For the purpose of the Purified Chamber, Normal is considered strong against itself, even though in battle it isn't. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's the Purified Chamber in, um, you know, in Pokemon XD. That's, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Okay, anyway, uh, that was a lot. This, this whole, I think this whole, like, episode is going to be a lot. This whole segment is going to be a lot. Are you ready to talk about all the Pokemon? Because I'm not. <laughs> anyway, so uh, in gen as of Generation 8, there are 115 normal type Pokemon, or 12.9% of all Pokemon, making it the second most common type after water. Wow, okay, so like I said, are you ready for water? Because normal is just as, just as up there. <laughs> so, pure normal type Pokemon, Rattata and Raticate. The OGs. What is there to say about them? They're, you know, even, I mean, even here, Rattata, Eradicate, Meowth, Persian, Lickitung, Chansey, like, these are so, they are the normalest normal types. Meowth is just a cat. Rattata is just a rat. Chansey, who knows what that thing is? Lickitung, again, who knows? Tauros, Ditto, Eevee, of course, the big, the big boy. The big normal boy, probably the most popular normal type Pokemon there is. Maybe, maybe Bar Meowth. Porygon, Snorlax. That's it for Gen 1. Yeah, I mean, hey. There really wasn't that many in Gen 1, huh? I guess, I mean, uh, I, you know, I guess, oh, this is just pure normal type. I guess there was like Jigglypuff and stuff, but we'll go into that in a minute. Uh, there wasn't that many, there's not really that many pure, pure normal types really in general. Uh, let us see. Centret and Furret, you know, there's a lot of, okay, the, a, a big sort of theme for this, this segment, I think, is going to be talking about, like, the, you know, the, um, 
what, like the rodents, you know, like the first root Pokemon, which most of them are normal type. I guess we'll also go into that when we talk about bug, but like, you know, you know, like Rattata, Raticate, Sentret, Furret, um, Zigzagoon, Linoon, those, you know, Slackoth, those ones, the, 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 the common, the most common of the common Pokemon, cream of the crop, Route one, two, and three in every game. You know them well. You may not, you may not like them, but you know them well. Um, Apom, a lot of a lot of normal type Pokemon seem to be um, one stage, like uh, pretty much every single one in this list. Like in the in the neutral, like Apom. Well, okay, not Apom. It was when it came out. Um, you know, give me that. Dunsparce, Stantler, Smeargle, Miltank, you know, a lot of these Pokemon. A lot of them are, are standalones, which is pretty normal. <laughs> Porygon, you know, it was. Snorlax, it was. You know, a lot of them, they were. You know, they didn't have any evolutions. They didn't have any pre-evolutions or evolutions then. Like Chansey, Lickitung, you know, all these Pokemon. Tauros, I guess Tauros is seen there. Kangaskhan, you know, they're also a lot like actually most of these are just standalone Pokemon, and I think that's pretty normal. <laughs> um, Slackoth, Vigoroth, and Slacking probably like, if I had to be honest, one of the most powerful normal type Pokemon I think is is Slacking. Slacking is like one of the most, at least one of the most well known, strong normal type Pokemon. You know, I know Mega King is gone, and Snorlax can be really strong, but I think Slacking is, like, one of the beefiest normal-type Pokemon out there. Uh, Wismer, Loudred, and Exploud. And a lot of these Pokemon are very forgotten, <laughs> I think, too. Like, when when was the last time you heard somebody talking about Wismer or Exploud? I know Loudred is a big staple in, like, the Mystery Dungeon games, but, like, Exploud? Who talks about Exploud? <laughs> I guess I guess I am right now, and I will if it ever becomes a random Pokemon of the week. But like, it's Exploud, you know? Like, what? What am I gonna say? Skitty, Delcaddy again, forgettable Pokemon. Spinda, okay, I love Spinda. Spinda is one of my favorite Pokemon. Don't diss me on Spinda. Spinda will always be one of my favorite Pokemon. Spinda, I love Spinda so much. Zangoose. Cast form, Kecleon, again, these these single stage, just normal Pokemon. Bidoof, oh boy. Where do I even start with you? Ambipom, Paniri, Lopunny, Glammeow, Perugly, you know, the first root Pokemon, Glammeow, I guess Glammeow wasn't really, but like, it gives me those vibes, it gives me the skitty vibes, the cats, you know, that kind of stuff. Happiny, Munchlax, Licky Licky, Porygon Z, and... The only two... This is the only two normal-type legendary Pokemon? I think they might be. The only two normal legendary Pokemon are... Standalone normal-type Pokemon. Yeah, there's no other normal... There's no other legendary normal-type Pokemon, unless I'm wrong. Um, Regigigas and Arceus. Which are, are notable Pokemon to talk about, I think. I think Regigigas and Arceus are very, very cool Pokemon. Obviously, Arceus is Arceus. I mean, it's the god of all Pokemon, and it's fitting for him to be normal type. Normal, I don't really see normal as, like, bad. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't see normal as, like, you know, lacking any special powers that Pokemon have. I just see it as, like, the default. You know, like, it's not, 
I, like I I don't I don't think it's right to call normal type Pokemon without any special powers. You know what I mean? Like like they're not. I don't know. I mean, like I don't really know how you would explain them, but like calling them Pokemon that lack abilities feels wrong to me. They just don't have elemental powers. You know, they're. I guess that's exactly what I just said. I don't know how to explain normal type Pokemon, man. They're just they're just normal. They they're blank. <laughs> well, see, that implies what I was saying. I don't know. Maybe that is the way you describe Pokemon. How do you describe normal type Pokemon? They're normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's it. That's that the na- it's in the name. Grass type Pokemon, you know, they're nature Pokemon. They're they're just, these are just animals. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, a lot of these Pokemon are just animals, huh? I mean, a lot of Pokemon are just animals, but normal type Pokemon specifically. I guess, I don't know what kind of animal Wismer Loudred is, but you get what I'm trying to say. You you understand what I'm saying here. I don't know how to describe normal type Pokemon, but that doesn't mean they're bad. That doesn't mean they're not good. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean they're not interesting or important i enjoy normal type pokemon i actually really do enjoy a lot of normal types it's it is a a a good type it's definitely not one of my favorites but it is one of my you know it's not one of my least favorites (laughs) it's in the middle it's average it's normal that's what i'm trying to say these pokemon are just normal that's all you can say to explain them patrat Patrat, I don't know how you say that. Watchog, Lillipup, Herdier, like these are just animals. <laughs> Audino, I don't know what kind of animal that is. Mincino, Chinchino, Buffalant, Bunnelby, Furfrow, Young Goose, Gumshoes. Oh, actually, I was wrong. Type Null and Silvalli. I missed these two. But again, they're not they're not dual type. They're just normal. There's no dual type legendary normal type Pokemon. I'm looking at the list now and there's none. Nope, I'm wrong. Again, I'm being, I'm proving myself wrong. Meloetta is a thing. I forgot Meloetta existed. I'm, I literally have the list in front of me here and I'm getting them wrong. I don't know why I'm allowed to do this podcast. I think maybe I should give it to someone who's a little more qualified than me. Uh, if I'm going to look through literally the list of Pokemon and forget Meloetta is a normal type Pokemon. I stand corrected. If you were screaming at your computer or your phone five minutes ago that Meloetta exists. Thank you for putting that in my mind. And also that type no one so rarely exists. But even then there's not many. You know what I mean? And I like I like a type null and Silvalli, they have the ability to change type. They're normal. They 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 have that they have that ability to turn themselves into a a Pokemon, a, an animal from an, from a normal animal to an animal with special powers, which is exactly what I said that I shouldn't describe them as. But I'm, again, I'm starting to prove myself wrong here, and I think that's just what's going on. I think that's I think this episode is more or less a revelation for me, and I don't know how to feel about that. Komala, <laughs> Squovit, Greedent, Wooloo, and Double. I mean, they're just you know they're the Route One animals. Wooloo definitely has you know some time in the spotlight, but. That's not what this episode's about. And finally, going back, all the way back, Pidgey, Pidgeotto, Pidgeot, Mega Pidgeot, oh my god, Spiro, Firo, Jigglypuff, Wigglytuff, Farfetch'd, wow, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of normal flying here. I get, they weren't wrong. (laughs) 
Bulbapedia was not wrong. There are a lot of flying normal here. I'm just going to talk about the Pokemon that aren't normal flying, like Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff, Igglybuff, Girafferig, Azuril, Mega Lopunny, <laughs> Mega Audino, Deerling, normal grass, interesting, Meloetta, like I said, one that I forgot. I'm sorry for forgetting you, Meloetta. I do enjoy Meloetta a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going over the flying normals. You know who they are. Starly, Talo, Hoot Hoot, Doduo, Spiro. Like, everybody knows them. <laughs> Tranquil. You know how I feel about Tranquil. We talked about Tranquil sometime in the past. And you know how I feel about that green, green, that green bird. Fletchling, Picky Peck, Trumpeak. Stuffle, Stuffle, Stuffle and Beware were a good uh, change of pace. Oranguru and Drompa. I do enjoy Drompa, too. Sun and Moon gave us a lot of good normal types, I think. Like, um, Komala? <laughs> Is that a good normal type Pokemon, Komala? I mean, Young Goose and Gumshoes, you know, Type Null and Sugali were cool. Sun and Moon did actually give us a lot of cool normal type, or, um, normal, yeah, normal type Pokemon. Like, it also gave us Alolan Rattata. Alone in Raticate. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> uh, we got Galarian Zigzagoon, who is just, you know, they just slapped the dark type onto both of these Pokemon, Zigzagoon and Rattata, and their evolutions. Litleo and uh, Pyroar. Fire Normal, pretty interesting. Um, Helioptile, Heliolisk, Electric Normal, something we didn't have at that point. Very cool. Obstagoon and Indeedee. And that's it. That concludes the list. If you, I mean, if you want to count the uh, Pokestar, like Monica, the giant woman, the giant girl, who is normal type and apparently has huge power. Okay, well, she's powerful, all right? I mean, she's a giant woman. Yeah, I mean, those are the normal type Pokemon. And I don't really have a lot to say about them because they're just normal. Are you getting... The, the gist of what I'm trying to say here, they're just normal. And that, like I said, that doesn't mean they're bad. I like them. They're just normal. And I believe that is going to pass on to the moves, which are a lot. There's so many. How am I going to go through all these? Let's, okay, let's just start at the top. Acupressure. A lot of these are status moves. Like, a lot of them are status moves. Acupressure, after you. Because when you sort of have just, like, a general status move, it's easy to just slap the normal type on it and not... If it doesn't have any, if it doesn't have any like, you know, elemental effect and it's just, like, a thing, it's so easy to just put the normal type, move, normal type on it. You know what I mean? Like, after you, assist, attract, baton pass, belly drum. Like, these aren't... Like, I wouldn't call them normal, but, like, what else would you call them? You know what I mean? Like, bind, block, body slam. Like, yeah, I guess they're normal, but, like, it's almost it's almost as if, like, if moves didn't have a type, th like, these wouldn't need them. And, the, you know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't even, like, if there was, a, like, a category of moves that did not have type, all, most of these would go into it. Like, after you, assist bide uh you know i mean like and and moves like boom burst i think would be in that normal type because they're you know they're they're normal i guess they're not like 
The boom burst is a normal move while attract after you baton pass bind moves like that i would not say they are normal they are more universal any pokemon can do them uh but i do feel like moves like boom burst maybe camouflage um you know comet punch i think should be the normal type and i think maybe everything else could be something like i said like universal or just not have any type at all not that this is like a suggestion or anything i just think it's interesting uh barrage bestow block breakneck blitz <laughs> there's a difference between that and the rest of them captivate celebrate sounds like a like a rap like i'm i'm spitting fire here captivate celebrate chip away comet punch confide constrict conversion conversion 2 they liked it so much they gave it a second one copycat court change that's a normal type move i mean i guess it makes sense covet crush claw crush grip cut <laughs> defense curl disable dizzy punch double hit double slap double team double edge there's so many i'm just gonna listen i'm gonna list them off echoed voice egg bomb encore endeavor endure entrainment which i always thought was entertainment and not entrainment explosion extreme evo boost a podcast's namesake right there if you didn't know that's actually this is actually where the uh, where the podcast got its namesake instead of extreme evo boost it's extreme evo cast which is why this uh this podcast's mascot is an eevee extreme speed facade fake out false swipe faint flail flash focus energy follow me foresight frustration furry attack not furry attack sorry fury attack furry attack hmm. that's a totally different move Fury Swipes, Giga Impact, Glare, Growl, all of the G-Max moves. Growl, what? Oh, not Growl, sorry. Growl and then Growth. I really thought that Growth was the same word as Growl. Guillotine? I forget that move exists. And every time I remember that Guillotine exists, I think a little part of me changes. It sounds just so brutal, (laughs) you know? Happy Hour, Harden. Head charge, headbutt, heel bell, helping hand, hidden power, hold back, hold hands, horn attack, horn drill, howl, hyper beam, hyper fang, hyper voice, judgment, one of the most, um, you know, infamous, or, yeah, I guess infamous normal type moves, laser focus, last resort, leer, lock on, lovely kiss, lucky chant, max guard, max strike, and a second max strike, well, I guess is the physical and special version. Me first, mean look, mega kick, mega punch, metronome, milk drink, mimic, mind reader, minimize, morning sun, which I think probably should be fire type maybe, or grass type, multi-attack, natural gift, nature power, noble roar, odor sleuth, pain split, payday, perish song, play nice, pound, present, protect, psych up, pulverizing, pancake, the alliteration here i guess that's that's what you get when you go by alphabetical quick attack rage rapid spin razor wind recover recycle reflect type refresh relic song retaliate return revelation dance roar rock climb round safeguard (sighs) scary face scratch screech secret power self-destruct sharpen shell smash simple beam sing sketch skull bash slack off 
Slam Slash Sleep Talk Smelling Salts Smokescreen Snore Soft Boiled Sonic Boom Spike Cannon Spit Up Oh my god, it does not stop. Splash, Spotlight, Stockpile, Stomp, Strength, Struggle, Stuff, Cheek, Substitute, Super Fang, Super Sonic. I'm ready to see the, you know, the pop filter really uh, carrying me in this one with all these S sounds. Super Sonic, Super Fang, Swagger, Swallow, Sweet Scent, Swift, Swords Dance, Tackle, Tail Slap, Tail Whip, Takedown, Tearful Look, Tea Time, Techno Blast. Teeter Dance, Thrash, Tickle, Transform, Tri-Attack, Trump Card, Uproar, VV Volley. I did. I was surprised by that one. Vice Grip, Weather Ball, Whirlwind, Wish, Work Up, Rap, Ring Out, and Yawn. <laughs> As you can tell, Normal Type has everything. And I think that just drives the point home normal type is everything you want it to be it can it can change you it can growl it can bite it can scratch it can do everything a pokemon is physically able to do normal is everywhere normal is probably the most important type in the game because without it we would we would just have these elemental pokemon and there wouldn't be anything to sort of be in the in the in you know in the the back of the stand something to to support these pokemon not that they're you know they're undeserving of the spotlight but they're there to solidify the game and i think that if normal type was not in the game things would be a lot different and all of these moves there would be so many missing normal type is arguably the most important type in the game because it is everything that every other type can't be Anyway, on to the abilities. Interacting with the normal type. A Pokemon with Color Change, Protean, or Imposter will become a normal type Pokemon if it is hit with a normal type move. Or if, or if it is sent out against a normal type opponent. Um, there are a few uh, abilities. Aerolate, Galvanize, Normalize, Pixelate, and Refrigerate which has normal type moves become other moves. I guess normalize has every move become normal type move, but aerolate, galvanize, pixelate, and refrigerate have them have normal type moves become flying, electric, fairy, and ice, respectively. And uh, two other ones, sort of outliers, are scrappy and fluffy, which is uh, my newest sitcom coming out um, pretty soon. Enables normal and fighting type moves to hit ghost type Pokemon, and Fluffy halves the damage from moves that make direct contact, but doubles that of fire type Pokemon. Amazing. And of course, you know, there are the um, the sort of uh, items, the berry, that halves normal type attacks, normal gem, which strengthens the power, normalium Z, the silk scarf, stuff like that. And last but not least, there are the trainers, notable trainers. There's Whitney. In Gen 2, Norman in Gen 3, Lenora in Gen 5, and Charon, and also in Gen 5, and Elima in Gen 6, or Gen 7, sorry. Wow. What a time. What a type, I guess I should say. Was, uh, I don't really know what else to say. I think I've already summed myself up pretty well. That was the normal type, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome, <laughs> question mark. I don't even know if that was necessary, but it happened. And that's, what's, that, that's what, you can't stop it.
Anyway, I think it's about time that we moved on. Let's talk Twilight Wings. I don't know what that flair was, but I think it was deserved. Twilight Wings. Oh boy, what an exciting one this time. Uh, the newest episode of Twilight Wings came out, I think, like the 24th or something. It came out very recently. It was like, you know, even if I did an episode last time, it wouldn't, uh, it w- we wouldn't have seen it uh, until now, which I'm excited about. This, you know, keeps it topical. It feels like less of an apology. And now we're actually getting into an actual thing that I couldn't have talked about before. Twilight Wings episode four um, was the Nessa episode. And oh, oh, so good, as the rest of them are. I'm not going to dwell on it too long. Uh, I think I've already dwelled on things quite a bit in this episode, uh, but it was, oh boy, it was a really good one. Uh, this episode followed Nessa, who, after losing a, uh, a match in her, in her sort of, you know, in her, her, her bout, uh, to be the best gym leader, I guess, um, she takes up modeling, uh, and sort of by Rose, you know, Chairman Rose's, um, negative sort of feeling about that she kind of goes through these struggles and eventually you know it, it shows a flashback of um of her petting a feebass in the water when she was a kid uh and then at the end or sort of the climax of the episode um the feebass comes back as i mylotic and she rides it into the sunset almost quite literally uh and then she gets a huge amount of um of confidence uh, in herself to to uh, to continue and to model and also be the very best like no one ever was. Um, I have a lot of things to say about this. Once again, uh, you know, like I always say, or like I've said about every episode so far, the voices are so good. The voice acting in this in this little episodical anime series is so good. I love hearing these characters' voices. Nessus was good. I mean, it was exactly what you would expect it to. It would be. Uh, we got a glimpse at Sonia uh, and her voice, and it was it was good. You know, the voice acting is very good. Uh, it it was oh, it's so good. I love the voices they're giving these characters. Once again, I want to sort of uh, take note into Chairman Rose's voice, which I think is just so fitting and really really good for the character. Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff like uh, Marnie was in the background at some point, which I'm excited for. Um. I just, I really, really like these, these, this series so far, um, specifically for the messages. Uh, this episode was very heavy on the theme of loss in a battle and how it affects people. Um, and you know, that was sort of the same theme for, um, uh, B's episode. Uh, and I do really, I do really like how they kind of, kind of came back to that, uh, giving Nessa a little bit of a, you know, almost, you know, a little bit of character flaw, you know, she was, she was sort of, um, let down in the beginning, and then this, this sort of, like, B, she sort of, um, instead of going out and overexerting herself, she sort of dealt with it in a natural way, and I, like I mentioned last time, I really enjoy the, the way they portray battles in this, in this series, um, specifically just, like, the, the themes of it, like I said, the theme of loss and the battle, and it really gives, because, you know, in the games, we just kind of storm through, you know, winning every battle, um, there's not really a huge message in the games about the actual work it takes to get there, 
Um, and I really, really like how heavily they're they're putting emphasis on these themes in these in this in uh, in Twilight Wings. It's very nice, and it's good to see these characters being developed. I guess you could call it in this way. It's really, really refreshing. It's very, very nice. I'm a huge fan of this, and I I cannot wait to see it in the future. Though uh, that's not all I wanted to say on the matter. Uh, there's a few other things I really, really liked the Pokemon just in this episode, like all of the water type Pokemon were so cool. Like seeing all the different water type Pokemon and how they, you know, just swimming in the ocean. And even if it's just like a slight cameo of like a wishy washy, you know, stuff like that. I guess it's more so the world that they're setting up. Um, that's like, this is going to be a big theme in the, when I talk about the movie in a couple of minutes. Um, but I love the world of Pokemon and I love the Pokemon themselves. And I love when they give them time in the spotlight, even if it's just very little like Feebas and Milotic and all of the Pokemon under the water. And, you know, Quillfish was in the episode and it's like Quillfish of all Pokemon. I just, I really, really like that. Um, like, oh, it's so good. I love everything about this series so far and it's everything like i've said before that i wish the anime was and i understand that these things take a long time to make especially twilight wings because of how beautiful it is and how much work is put into it and like i know they take a long time but if the anime was like this i would watch it probably over and over again I'm not even kidding. And I think mo a lot of people would too. If they really put the work into th into making the anime to the quality of the Twilight Wings, it would be a masterpiece. One last thing I want to say, um, specifically in the episode, uh, there was a point where the, when the Milotic appeared, there was like a choir, like an angelic choir from the heavens <laughs> that was like... Oh my god, it was intense. It really, it sent, it, you know, it sent shivers across my body. Like, wow. Like, and that's one of the reasons. I love the imagery. I love the, the sound design. The animation in this, in this series is just so, so good. And I think that every time I talk about Twilight Wings, it's just going to devolve into me talking about how much I wish the anime was more like this and just how much I love the visuals and how much it's so, how much I love it and how good it is. And that's so if you don't want to hear me talk about this anymore i'm sorry but it really does make me feel like that and not a lot of things makes me feel like that especially in the pokemon anime um i mean i guess i'm just really feeling like this because i did just watch the movie that i'm going to talk about in a few minutes here and uh, the movie also made me feel a lot of things like that and I just, I love Pokemon as a concept and I love the creative things that could go into it. The world, the building, the Pokemon themselves, all packed up in this little package of beautiful art, sound design and everything like that. I wish there was more of it because it just makes me feel so happy. It makes me really feel like this is a thing that I love and it gives me so much joy seeing it portrayed so beautifully like it does in Twilight Wings. Anyway. Um, that is going to do it for the sort of quote unquote first episode. Uh, I know we're an hour and 19 minutes in here. Uh, we do have move tutor to do, and then I'm going to spend the last, um, however long it takes, uh, talking about the movie. I have quite a few notes 
uh, and things that I'd like to address in this movie. Um, and just like a big long rant probably to talk about at the end, knowing me and knowing how these, how these episodes usually go. Uh, but before that, um, we're going to do Move Tutor, um, everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon move every episode. And this week on the chopping block is Flame Wheel. Number 179, if I believe. It doesn't say it on Bulbapedia, but that's the, um, that's sort of the, the, I do, I just randomly generate a number and then I go to the Bulbapedia list of moves and I look at the number and that's the one I talk about for that day. If you think I choose these deliberately, um, I randomly generate all of these, uh, with the Pokemon and also Move Tutor. And I assume if I ever do something like that in the future, it'll be randomly generated. It adds more. Uh, and normally I don't really look at these, uh, I don't look at the pages before I, um, I talk about them sort of to give me a little, like, I want it to be less like I'm just like talking about them and like talking about it like it's an information podcast, you know, like helping you learn about Pokemon and more so just giving you my thoughts about them. Almost like obviously I know about the Pokemon and I know about the moves, but I would less like to script how I talk about it and more just do it naturally. Does that make sense? Um, so anyway, Flame Wheel is a damage-dealing fire-type move introduced in Generation 2. Uh, it is physical, it is a PP of 25, a power of 60, and an accuracy of 100. Flame Wheel will thaw out the user if it is frozen and then inflict damage on the target. Flame Wheel also has a 10% chance of burning the target. That's it. <laughs> Flame Wheel can also be used as part of a Pokemon contest combination when the user gains extra four appeal points if they use the move Sunny Day prior on the turn. Uh, is there anything special about this Poke about this move? It does not seem like it. There's a lot of uh, sort of information about it. Like, wow, I guess it's been around since Generation 2, so that's understandable. There's a lot of um, accounts of it being used in the anime. Um, and also in, uh, in the manga, stuff like that. Oh, actually, there is a little bit of trivia here. Wow, look at that. The Korean name of this move, I don't know how to read Korean, is a mistranslation, literally meaning flame automobile. It's because the Japanese word means both wheel and car. That's, am that's amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. Flame automobile. Wow. All right, let's look at a few of the uh, descriptions. In Pokemon Stadium, it says, A fire-type attack has a 1 in 10 chance of inflicting burn on a target. An attack that may cause a burn. A fiery charge attack that may inflict a burn. A lot of them, a lot of the older ones are a little more, a little less descriptive, but the later they go, the user cloaks itself in fire and charges at the target. This may awful also leave the target with a burn. <laughs> That's it. That's pretty much all there is, I think, to talk about. I mean, you know, it's like in Pokemon Go, it lasts for 2.7 seconds and energy cost is 50. You know, it's a charged attack. Wow. I'm not going to go into super detail about that. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's Flame Wheel. It's not super... Um, 
not super interesting. It's <laughs> just kind of a fire type move. You know, like I said, there's going to be a few times in this in Move Tutor where I just talk about a move that's just like scratch. You know, it's like it does damage, and that's literally it. And that's sort of the you know, that's the roulette wheel. That's what we got to sort of um you know. Sometimes we get interesting things, and sometimes we don't. That's just the 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 heart of the cards, heart of the moves, I guess, in this situation. So yeah, um, I guess if you uh, do not want to hear me talk about a Pokemon movie for the next who knows how long, um, that is going to be it for me for today. Uh, if you're if you're stopping here, if you want to keep listening, please by all means keep listening. But you know, if you are stopping here, you don't want to leave. The, the, this is fine. If one episode is good enough. Uh, I guess this has actually already gone way longer than a normal episode, um, and, uh, honestly, I don't think the, um, the movie talk will really last for that long, uh, if I'm being honest with you, it's not, definitely not gonna last for another hour, um, so, you know, it's sort of an extended episode, uh, more or less than, like, two episode, two in one, uh, but if you are stopping here, I will say thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week, or next episode, um, but if you are staying with us, let's talk about Pokemon Heroes, the fifth Pokemon movie. Um, I will come out of the gate and say there is something so nice about these older Pokemon movies. I don't know if it's the nostalgia or if it's the, like, oh, it just, it's so good. Like, the older style and, like, the, the, the quote-unquote, I guess, limited animation that they had to work with, you know, obviously, it's not limited because they could do whatever they want, but, like, the hand-drawn cells, like, the, the, just the, just the look and feel of these movies just feels so good and nostalgic for me. I don't know if people are the same way. Um, if you haven't watched the movie, by the way, I would totally recommend that you watch it now before I continue because uh, I am going to spoil the ending of the movie. I don't know if you've watched uh, this movie, Pokemon Heroes, the fifth Pokemon movie, the one with Latios and Latias, if you, if you have to juggle your memory, um, which is actually the reason why I decided to watch this movie because I think I talked about Latios in one of my uh, random Pokemon of the week and it made me want to wa- watch this movie. Um, but just like... Yeah, if you haven't watched this movie, please go watch it. I want to talk about this, but I don't want to spoil anything for people who don't want to get spoiled. So I am going to spoil the ending of the movie. So please watch it first if you want. Anyway, have you watched it yet? Good. Welcome back. Um, But like I was saying, just the charm of these movies, it's probably just nostalgia. They're probably not as good as I think they are, but like, oh, they're good to me, and there's just something about them that I adore. Like, it, it has so much charm, and I wish I could experience these movies for the first time. I watched pretty much, like, the first ten, you know? Like, just as they came out, as I was going along my Pokemon adventure, I adore these movies so much. I love... This one, I was just talking with a friend before I was before I recorded this episode. How much this movie made me want to watch the other ones, <laughs> like Pokemon Forever, the Jirachi one, uh, Pokemon Two Thousand and One, the Lugia one, the Entei one, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Even though I literally just watched Mewtwo Strikes Back, the remake, I would watch the I would watch the original again right now if I if I had the time or motivation. Like I would love to. I, I would, and like, I remember, like, the Darkrai movie, the Arceus movie, there's so many great movies, Pokemon movies, and, like, 
I'm going to talk about this later. Uh, but how I feel about them compared to the anime is so much different. Uh, and I think that a lot of people agree with me in this. Um, I've had a lot of friends who say that they don't like watching the anime, but the movies just hit so close to home. I mean, not that I haven't watched the, an the anime. I watched like the first four seasons of it all the way until like the end of Diamond and Pearl. And then I stopped, you know, that was just where I stopped as a kid. But even then, they still just have this charm. Anyway, let's get into the actual movie. Um, the So I don't think the first time I watched this movie as a kid, or like any of the times I watched this movie before now uh, as a kid, they had this intro cutscene. Or I just don't remember it. Uh, but there was like this intro cutscene where it was like really stylized as like, you know, history sort of, you know, sort of history recordings of the the whole point of the movie, essentially, you know, Latios and Latias coming to save the, the town, uh, from the darkness or, you know, whatever happened. Um, I'd, I don't remember that from watching it as a kid. Maybe I just wasn't interested in it. Maybe I was like, oh my God, what is this like history lesson going on right now? Um, but I mean, it was cool. Uh, it was a very cute little sort of, I say cutscene. It's not really a cutscene. You know what I mean though? It was like, it, it happened before the movie started, like actually started uh and it was sort of a lead a lead in into the first scene with annie and oakley reading the book and stuff and sort of explaining the premise of the movie um but it was cute something i will uh mention though the um i i don't know if this is a common or universal th uh, experience but i always thought it was kind of weird when movies when it was made canon in pokemon lore that there were multiples of each legendary pokemon like, in the beginning of the movie, with the whole history lesson, <laughs> uh, there was, like, a bunch of Latios and Latias, and, I don't know, to me, it, it sort of ruins the magic uh, a little bit when they confirm that there's more than one. Uh, like, I really, really, really like the thought of them being, like, just standalone Pokemon, and obviously I know Pokemon like Arceus and dialga and palkia and stuff like that like very monumental pokemon in the pokemon history there's not multiples of them but pokemon like latios and latias these pokemon that are formed from you know good hearts and and from for protection and like the reggies who are you know protection golems that were made years and years and years ago i can understand there being multiple of those pokemon but i don't like it <laughs> because legendary pokemon to me have always been that sort of magic one-of-a-kind Pokemon and like it like I said it makes sense that there would be more than one but I don't like it I like I like that standalone feeling of like yes there's only one and if you see it you're you know like wow <laughs> you know what I mean I don't know I don't really know how to explain the feeling um like I like I don't know if this is a like a, a mutual feeling between people. I'm sure there's people out there who feel the same way, but if you don't, that's understandable. I mean, I appreciate the fact that there are more than you know, there are more than one Latios and Latios. It makes sense for the story, but like personally, I would prefer it if they were if they were not, if that makes sense. It it, it makes it feel more magical and more special to me. Speaking of Annie and Oakley, by the way, like the opening oh, the opening sequence is so good this movie is full of really really good opening sequences like the the first part with annie and oakley and then the water race which we're gonna do in a second 
like Annie and Oakley are like the best characters in this whole movie. <laughs> I really, really like Annie and Oakley. They're cool. They're funny. Like the the thought of Pokey spies are like the coolest thing to me. Like I know they're Team Rocket and like Jesse and James have kind of been doing what they've been doing for years, but like a lot worse. Like uh, they're just so cool. Like they're they're actual villains you know what i mean like i know jesse and james and team rocket are like quote-unquote actual villains but like they have this charm to them that are like they're very sassy they're very you know they make quips they're they're very they're very agile and they're they're cool they're just cool like they're they're excuse my french they're badass (laughs) and i really really like them i always really like that in the movie the opening race was really really cool to me um like I love how in the Pokemon movies they incorporate the action sequences during the opening song. Like, you know, they sort of, um, they 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 you know during the opening they play this the title music they play this like inspirational music. <laughs> that's that's such a staple for the Pokemon movies. It's so cheesy. It's but it's so perfect. And like Ash, and his friends racing in the water and like this, the action filled sequence is just so memorable to me. It's like the, one of the only things I remembered from this movie when I first got into it, you know, I was like, every time I think of that movie, I think of that first scene and I'm like, yes, I love that scene. So, it's so good. It's such a good scene to start a movie with. It sets the setting. It sets the atmosphere. The music is so good. It's, really really good it has a like a really really good showing of like this like like i said the scenery starting right out it's really really good the, the characters if you've never watched a pokemon movie before or pokemon ever uh it shows a really good showing of the characters personality personalities right off the bat it's just a really really solid sequence and it really sucked me into the movie even years after watching it so many times and going back to a movie for a nostalgia trip and still being sucked in with the same scene that you've seen probably hundreds of times, you know, it's a good one. Moving on away from the, uh, from the, you know, the title sequence, let's go to something a little bit more actual, you know, let's get into the meat of the movie. So, uh, you know, the whole sort of concept of the movie is that Latios and Latias are, the guardians of this town, which I, or the city, which I already forget the name of, I apologize. Um, and, you know, Annie and Oakley are trying to steal the soul too, which is used to, you know, bring on the apocalypse, essentially, a giant wave to the city, and it resurrects, like, Ariodactyl and Kabutops, who had terrorized the city before, and, you know, it's a pretty run-of-the-mill story. Honestly, if I had to say anything... Uh, I think that the stories, um, the, 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 the story of the movie is the most lackluster of the whole thing. I mean, it's a Pokemon movie. It's kind of to be expected. A a lot of them aren't super good. Uh, it's just sort of like the thought, you know, the movie itself, the concept and the fact that it's Pokemon that really, really makes it such memorable, makes it so memorable to people. Um, and you know, not necessarily the story. It's not the most compelling or realistic story in the world, but it's good. I mean, it, it, it drives the message home. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. And, you know, I can appreciate that. I think what I really like about this movie is I think this movie itself is probably one of the best, the one of the best, um, of the Pokemon movies, just because the setting is so solid. 
Um, like the the animation quality is really good. The the scenery is so beautiful, and just like the the feel of the movie. You know, I'm no professional movie critic. <laughs> um, obviously, I don't really know how to put together a review. Super, you know, where you know my my thoughts are a little all over the place, as you can tell by my my wording. Uh, and I've always been sort of a rambler when it comes to these sorts of things. But like, you know, I hope that I can drive the point home that this movie is just really solid. And I think that compared to the other ones, it is one of the best. Um, one of the biggest things I really, really enjoy about these movies, specifically the Pokemon movies is like the Pokemon, I think like, Obviously, I have a super big soft spot for this movie. Um, it was a huge one, nostalgic-wise, for me. It was the one that I've probably seen the most. Um, it's my favorite generation, in, you know, including two of my probably my favorite legendaries of all time. Um, and, like, I think my favorite thing about the Pokemon movies in general, and specifically this one, is how good they do at personifying the Pokemon themselves. I think that the Pokemon are sort of, you know, they're everywhere in these movies. They have to be. And I think that the fact that they are, even in the first place, that this thought was put into these Pokemon and just how they make the world better is my favorite part. And where I think the movies separate themselves from the anime a little bit. I am going to talk about this very briefly. The anime to me, I always felt like the anime was very cookie cutter. Uh, and I feel like they didn't explore the personalities and the setting of the world that Pokemon takes place in nearly enough. And the movies themselves, obviously there's a much higher production value. They have more time to work on these things. And I think that's partly where the anime falls flat. I think that Pokemon would do a much better job as movies instead of anime, or at least as a, like, maybe in not such a such an episodical format um because like these movies specifically this one they just feel so solid they feel so rooted in the world and they have such a great history to them and the the pokemon feel natural the characters feel natural the people of the world feel so solid in this in this world and it just brings such a nice relaxing feel to the whole thing um and i love just the feel-good vibes that these movies give out, even if not, that's not really what they're supposed to be doing. You know, it's about the Pokemon. It's about the story. But the the setting and the way that the, the, the art and all of it is put together just feels so close to home for me. And, like, yes, this could be the nostalgia talking, but, like, I that's my favorite thing about these movies is that factor themselves, just how good they make me feel and I don't really know how else to explain it other than that getting into a little bit more of the actual movie um I think it's really funny that like um this movie was taking place at a time where 3d animation was getting popular uh what when was this movie released let me look it up It was released in 2002. Oh my god, it got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Are you serious? That's really bad. 
anyway, th- that's not important. <laughs> uh, this movie was coming out around the same time as like 3D CGI animation was really starting to get popular, and it is. It is evident. They try to cram pack this movie with 3D models of buildings, of cities, of even the people at some point. You can tell that they're really flaunting their stuff with these uh, with these 3D models. And like, speaking of the, of the 3D models of the buildings and stuff, I think that where this movie does really fall flat is it's a little boring. <laughs> it's a little bit repetitive a lot of the times the like I definitely have my gripes with it as a movie um and I know that 99% of me talking about this movie is going to be nostalgia the nostalgia talking but like it's a really good movie I think I think personally um yes it's a little boring (laughs) and the sort of moral that it's trying to show to you is have it you get it you know what i mean by the end you're like oh my god i understand where you're going with this so many times but like it's definitely a boring one but i think that i'm more focused on this movie as a feel-good movie (laughs) i don't know if that was the intention but like i said it's a nostalgia trip for me and that's really what i enjoy about it i think it's it's definitely less on the action side um, it could use a little bit more of that. Obviously, I shouldn't be saying this is not a review. This is me talking about the movie and why I love it so much because I love it, and that's the only thing that matters. Um, but yeah, the the sort of three D animation was really starting to get popular right about this time, or like was popular and was they were starting to incorporate it into a lot of these anime movies. And like I said, it is so evident, and it's kind of annoying at <laughs> a lot of times, like everything almost every scene has some sort of 3d model that you're like why couldn't you just animate that you know like a lot of the times like yes i can understand making it easier for yourself like animating the buildings and the camera movement through the buildings and stuff but like little little like monuments in the background or like little little like artifacts in the foreground that are animated 3d it's like why you know, like, you could have just animated them. And, like like I said, you know that they're really trying to just send it home. Like, they're really trying to flaunt, like, oh, look at what we can do. We can make 3D. Uh, and I think it's really funny that they can, that they, that they, they put so much of it in this movie. And I guess that's really um, exemplified by the setting, which is of a lot of buildings in close quarters and alleyways because it's sort of in this Venice style city on the water and like i guess that doesn't do a lot of help um because like you know they have to animate these buildings and the chase scenes and like a lot of the alleys look exactly the same so 3d modeling them is probably a lot easier than drawing them by hand uh but like i said it's it almost gets kind of annoying sometimes another thing i really want to mention that i think is funny uh specifically about latios and latios um like annie and oakley talk about in the beginning or they're like like they could take the form of anything you know any human they can they can they can uh disguise themselves as anybody and and blend into the crowd and the person that latias decides to uh disguise herself as bianca the per the girl that you meet later has hair that looks like a latias like (laughs) why of all the people 
it's uh, it's so obvious that it's her, and I think it's so funny. Like, she looks like a Gajinka of Latias. Like, she looks like La- human Latias. You know what I mean? And I think that's so funny. Like, <laughs> it's definitely okay. I think I really played up this movie more than I more than I should have. It definitely has its flaws, uh, and I don't know if it's the best one. Uh, to me, it's it's my favorite one. So take what I say with a grain of salt, obviously. I am looking through extreme rose-tinted glasses right now. I love this movie with all my heart because it's like the biggest nostalgia trip ever for me. Um, so yes, take what I say with a grain of salt, But and the movie definitely has its flaws, but I still love it so much. And I feel like a broken record right now. I know I'm repeating myself a lot, and I know this you know, it probably isn't the best way to convey how I feel, but like, I just can't help but gush. Really? That's how I feel. I adore this movie. Like the, the plot isn't great. (laughs) You know, like Annie and Oakley try to steal the soul dew. They put it in the machine. They have the big fight scene at the end. Latios dies (laughs) at the end, which is sad. Um, and you know, there's like the thing with Latias waving the goodbye, or it could be Bianca, but it's probably just Latias waving to waving goodbye to Ash at the very end. And like the, the fight scenes were okay. It's, it's a mixed bag as a movie goes, but like I said before, and I'll say many times again, as a nostalgia trip, as a feel good movie and artistic wise and setting wise, I think this movie really just hits all the right marks. Um, like there are certainly a lot of criticisms to be had about this movie. And you can tell that this entire quote unquote review is just a gush fest. And I apologize for that. It's not how I really wanted to talk about this movie, but it's just sort of how my thoughts divulged into this, into talking about this. But there are definitely criticisms to be had and they're valid. They're completely valid. Any criticisms towards movies are valid. Uh, This movie is not perfect. I mean, it's, by far not a super good movie in terms of other movies, but as a Pokemon movie, I think it's really high up there, personally. I don't really know what else to say other than that. Um, If it isn't obvious enough I love this movie, I will say it again. I've already said it a thousand times, but I love this movie. Drill drill it into your head. I love this movie. Um, And if you're not annoyed yet, well, you're going to be. Just... I, I didn't really want to watch this movie to review it. I wanted to watch it for the nostalgia trip. Um, and if that's not evident already. Um, and just, it makes me so excited to watch these movies again. To go back and experience these movies for the first time. Or for the, for the billionth time, I mean. Um, like, I've watched so many of these Pokemon movies. And like I said before... Watching this made me want to go back and watch the move, watch the other ones. And like I said, I would if I could, <laughs> if I had the time. Um, so all in all, what I'm trying to say here, what what that whole jumble of a gushy mess it was, is it's far from perfect. It has its flaws. Of course it does. Any movie does. It's a Pokemon movie, for God's sake. You know, it's not going to be perfect. But I think what the Pokemon movies really, really give is just that feel-good nostalgia trip from when you were 10 watching this movie for the first time. And I wish... 
I could experience this movie for the first time again. I really, really do. I think it would be one of the best experiences in my life so far. I really, really... This movie holds such a special place in my heart. To the adorable noises that Latios and Latias make that made me fall in love with the Pokemon that really just kickstarted my love for Pokemon. I mean, I already loved Pokemon, but like, it's the things like this that really make loving Pokemon such a good time. Going back, watching these movies, and I hope... I dearly hope that that is a feeling that many people listening to this podcast right now can can agree with. That, you know, that these movies have a special place in your heart, not for the quality of them per se, but for the just the fact that they exist in the first place. And the fact that I can go back and watch this movie for the probably 100th time and still love it and have that, that good feeling in my heart from watching these movies. Anyway, wow, that was probably my messiest review <laughs> or my messiest discussion ever. Uh, it was all over the place. I'm so sorry for that. Um, but like I said before, that's just how gushy I am about this movie. <laughs> uh, I hope it was tolerable enough for you to listen all the way through. And if you have, I thank you so much for listening. Seriously. It's been a long one, uh, not as long as I nearly expected, but much longer than any of my episodes have gone before, almost twice as long as mo- as some of them. Uh, so there we go. That is That was episode 29 and episode 30. We will get back on track as soon as things start to, uh, as soon as things, you know, next episode comes around, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, so if you've made it this far, thank you so much for, for listening to me rant about that movie or gush i guess is the opposite word for for rant in this scenario thank you so much seriously it means the world to me that you're willing to listen to me just talk my head off about that that movie (laughs) but yes thank you so much for listening i will see you all next episode have a good one bye